right, that was a little 8-bit power by Chris. Do you have a guess? <clears throat> power. Um, all right, give me a hint. So you don't know this week. Well, give me a it's, hint. It's uh, hip-hop. <sighs> current? Is this like how, how current? I, I, the, the, this hip-hop person is uh, still putting out stuff. Uh, Popular. Little Wayne? No. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I get three tries. Okay. Um, Do you want me to give you a really good hint? Yeah. Um, he, he pops up sometimes on uh, on television. Uh, but he's popular. Television shows. Trashy television shows. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna let you finish, but I'm gonna give you one more hint. Okay. That was it. That was a hint. You were gonna let me finish, dude. That means nothing to me, bro. Uh, was married to a Kardashian. Oh, Kanye. Yeah. Why didn't you? What shows is he on? The Kardashians. Keep me oh. over the Kardashians. Oh, dude, I was like. <laughs> Ice tea? Uh, <laughs> Chris, don't act like I gave you like a hard one this week when you keep I saying they're it. too easy. Why didn't you say he's living in a freaking stadium until he finishes his album? <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, yeah, Kanye. <laughs> I can't give it that. And uh, I'm going to let you finish is when he interrupted Taylor Swift. That's what he said to her when he stole the mic. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> All right. That was a good one because the last two I've got. So, anyway, this is Best Frenemies. I'm Christopher Long. And I'm Johnny Can't Stand You. You know what? I do like that one, but you've used it the last couple of times. So, I, you got to come up with something different. All right. Uh, all right. So, hey, what's going on? What's been going on since the last... It's been a while yeah. since we recorded. Uh, we did it. We bi-monthly again on... Uh, oh, shit. Probably. On, on iTunes. Dude, that really threw you for a loop. We we both went on vacations since the last one. Our last episode, episode 58, Gunning for Black Belts. Yeah, and you know what? That we, came out... Ooh. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> July 13th. Oh, dear. <laughs> we were doing so good. We were, and actually, the Laker chicken said that. He was like, dude, you guys were like doing it like we every other week. We were in the zone. Yeah, and I was like, you know, Johnny and I are living active lives. Well, dude, first of all, everyone needs to stop coming up to us saying how funny they thought uh, Professor Tynan was and that he should we come back. We loved the episode. Oh, he, Tynan was great. He, he should be the third best friend of me. You guys, he's already one of the best in the world at <laughs> jiu-jitsu. Hey, hey. We don't need him the best in the podcasting game. He can't handle this smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's fucking bullshit because he's a guest and he's never coming on again. <laughs> yeah, and there's, you know what? It's not fair that he's that physically talented and then... He's that, a professional that, athlete. And that funny in a second language? <laughs> what, if in, what if in a Portuguese, he's like really like not funny and always serious, dude? Everyone listens to him. And only, only in English? Is you, he, you know what? The thing that impresses me about him is that he's 20 years old. You know, one of the best right now competing in jiu-jitsu. I mean... 
And he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And an insane teacher, dude. That yeah. guy's taught me so much. Dude, he's an old soul. Every time I forget sometimes he's 20 years old. Like, I have underwear that's older than him. <laughs> All right, enough about Professor Tyne and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like we got the same similar kind of uh, reviews with Kenji. <laughs> He's never been back. <laughs> <laughs> he, I keep, we keep trying to, to coordinate the schedules. What, don't be surprised if one day, Chris, you come to record and Kenji's sitting on the couch. Dude, that, no, that will never It'll happen. It'll just be Kenji and I are, are, are working on it. Oh, really? With How are you going to do that? I own the equipment now, and lug it around like a freaking roadie. Kenji's going to give another uh, another traveling tip about, <laughs> I think, Columbia. That he said, you guys think New York was bad? <laughs> Wait till you hear about my Columbia trip. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, so anyway, so a couple things. Um, I had an article. My love letter to jujitsu was published uh, since the last episode on Jujitsu Times, and um, I immediately regretted naming you in the article <laughs> because you went to Dawn Patrol the next day, and everyone was congratulating you on the article. Because I trained five days a week, Chris, <laughs> and and it came out it came out on a day that you trained. It came so, out like a yeah, it was out on a Monday, and, and, and I, so I didn't Monday afternoon, and no, I didn't go train on this Tuesday. This is the best part. This is the best part. I go, and everyone is just like, "Oh my god, that article was so good!" And basically, I got to receive all of your accolades. Yeah, for because the when I went on Wednesday, crickets, yeah. <laughs> fucking crickets, bro. Like, no one said a goddamn thing. And I'm like, so Johnny just, it's kind of like this podcast. You take all my hard work and pawn it off as your own. Oh, yeah. 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 That's right. Hey, congratulations, too. I, did I see you post that uh, you have an article coming out in... Um... Oh, yeah. It's uh, October 19th after freaking over a year. Don't you ever talk over... I was going to name that it was Hitchcock Magazine. Alfred Hitchcock Magazine, yeah. Mystery Magazine. Do they know what a pussy you are when it comes to horror movies? <laughs> <laughs> well, What are you going to say? What are you, you're not going to say anything, dude. <laughs> hey, that's not true, dude. I watch Jaws. <laughs> it's, like, it's like me writing for Slam Dunk Magazine, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It's thriller. It's thriller. It's thriller and mystery story. Mystery's in the title, asshole. Anyway, so yes, that comes out. Uh, so what's been going on with you? Um, I I heard a rumor that you went to Star Wars Land. I went, finally. Uh, I went yesterday to the nerd mecca that that is uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and uh, I have not been, dude. <laughs> you know. I might have nerded out when I walked in, like in the tunnel, because you got to go by like Thunder Mountain, and you're in like that frontier land. Yeah, yeah. And you go right, and then you just go down this tunnel, and you walk through the tunnel. When you come out, you're in the Star Wars universe. It's all Star Wars buildings, everything. You're submerged. It's like you're in. You're you're walking in like Episode Seven. It's like all all the buildings. There's trading posts. Shit, which one's seven? The f like Force Awakens, it's got like that kind of vibe to yeah, it. Okay, right. it's like there's like trading post and and uh, they have a cantina that we went in. We had uh, <laughs> we had blue milk in the cantina. Dude, shut up! They do blue milk. Fuck yeah, they do blue milk. Dude, dude shut up. And the uh, 
and it had it came with a cookie on top that looks like the the, the bantha horn Dude, on it. My brother <laughs> and I back in the day would make get food coloring. Same. And, and fucking make blue milk, bro. <laughs> like it's like Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone LA County school district went back to school this week. So there was like no one there. Not to mention we we got there when it opened and we like sprinted to Star Wars land. So actually it's funny because this weekend um Jamie got uh as my son says white girl drunk. <laughs> and she's a claw girl. <laughs> <laughs> she's drinking the claw. <laughs> Uh, and she was saying, I, I don't know, Star Wars Land came up, and she was like, yeah, I want to go to the cantina and have the, because there's a time limit, apparently. It's 15 minutes, I think, Whoa. or 30. I thought it was more than that. Jamie Maybe it's 45. Like, Maybe it's 45. And if you're there too long, the stormtroopers escort you out. Yeah. And she's like, I wanted the stormtroopers to throw me out. Like, She's talking about she's going to wear, have her hair done, Princess Leia buns. She's like, I want the stormtroopers to grab me by the bun and throw me out. And, dude, I was totally touching myself when she was talking. <laughs> You're all, keep going. <laughs> and then. Uh, so, we, so we did the, uh, so we, that was the very first place like we ran to because we heard the cantina has like long lines and we got right in. So we're stoked. And then we went to, uh, we went on the, they have like a Millennium Falcon. I've uh, heard about that, right? Uh, Smuggler's Run. And so can, hold it, but you're like, I heard you're a gunner, the pilot, or or mechanic. So what were you? So it's dude, it's kind of like a Star Tours ride, except mm-hmm. dude, it's very like interactive. Like the first, the back two seats are mechanics. So when she gets blown up, they got to keep hitting buttons that are flashing to fix stuff. Oh really? And uh, <laughs> and they got to shoot the harpoon to like uh, pull all the stuff off like the ships that because uh, they're smuggling then the the next row of seats are, it's a six person flight the next row of seats are the uh gunners so they're the ones firing at stuff like tie fighters and stuff and then the the front row is pilots so one person one seat goes up and down brings the ship up and down and the other seat brings it left and right and you will crash and die like like it's a lot of stress and so we, what what were you well, we wrote it five times. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you got to you got to remember too. Uh, <laughs> I figured out a long time ago that uh, how to get the you know since I <laughs> since I uh, since I have a type one diabetic son, I have to get up in the middle of the night all the time, and I think that's bullshit that I got dealt that card. So we like to take that and make take that lemon and make lemonade when we go to Disneyland and we just march over to city hall and say, Donovan, tell him and he pass. And we, we walk in through Dude, the they exit. They have to give an excuse. Yeah. They can't just say, you Hey, you can't say you can't like with Desi. We can't, we couldn't say cause he's autistic. He, like it's, it, we were coached a long time ago. You see, and once they hear those magic words, they're like, here's your pass. So if you and I go, can I say that? Yeah. Oh, totally. I'll be like, no, what do you have? And I'm like, I'll just say, just look at them. <laughs> Probably wouldn't even have to say anything with you, Chris. They'll be like, oh, we understand. Here you go. Here, all Mr. What? Long. Mr. Long, welcome back. <laughs> so uh, we did that ride. And uh, yeah, we were pilots the whole time because Donovan liked that. So he figured out if he used, like, if he used his little kid voice, mm-hmm. <laughs> every time we got up because they choose, he would look at them and go, I want to be a pilot. <laughs> and they're like, you're a pilot. And I, is that your dad? He's a pilot. And we're like, yeah. Fourth, fourth time's the charm. Dude, 
did you like coach your son or is he just coming to this on his own now he's just coming to his own dude. oh dude you're in so much <laughs> yeah. trouble and then we did the other then the other one you have like a cue because it's the new one it's the rise of the resistance and that is like that's that's a that's a ride that's not going to be beat by any ride it's the most amazing ride i've ever seen like you have to you have to get it you have to go on the website and on your phone what are you looking at chris I'm just making sure we're plugged in. Plugged in over here. Let's okay. Plug in right here. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. So you. basically, you got to get the Disney app, and you got to get on a waiting list on the queue inside the park, and then it, it tells you your group 270 now boarding 90, right? All right. So you get on, and you get like you're part of the Rebel Alliance, and they put you on a little Rebel scum. They put you like on a little transport, and it's kind of interactive, like uh, like Star Tours, except you get captured in a tractor beam by uh, by uh, the big ship, the Star Destroyer. Okay. And when the doors open, they're making all this noise. When the doors open, you are inside a Star Destroyer. I'm talking like 150 feet high, tons of stormtroopers lined up, like with Darth Vader. You know how like when oh, Darth yeah, Vader, yeah, they're yeah. in those lines. And then you get like, Art, you get escorted down a hallway and put in like a um, one of the holding cells, and then like Kylo Ren comes up and talks to you. Like, dude, it's fucking dope. And then you get like broken out, and you get in these new roller coasters where there's no tracks. It looks like, maybe it's magnetic below. There's no tracks, and they're like, and it's doing all this interactive shit where like stuff opens up and it's animatronic, like Kylo Ren chasing you. It's fucking dope, dude. Then you uh, you go under like life size adats. Oh shit. Or for the millennials, AT-ATs. <laughs> oh, dude, do they really Yes, us? yes, dude. Yes. Idiots. <laughs> okay. So, all in all, it was fucking dope. Tell me about your, uh, tell me about your Mexico trip. Yeah, I went down to Mexico, all-you-can-eat buffet. It was great. Done. You, did, you didn't even, I had one request from you, and you couldn't fucking pull it off, dude. No. He wanted, Johnny, <laughs> I kept... Dude, you gotta have a whistle. I need to see whistle Chris outside of a club. I need to see whistle Chris in the in swimming the, pool. Yeah, at the swim up bar going going doot, 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 doot. It, it, I know. I didn't have a whistle, bro. And I asked you to bring your Yeah. We'll get to that yeah. in our segment. Our, uh, actually that's a good segue. We're gonna go in this episode. So anyway, real quick, my trip to Cancun was great. I didn't fight with my wife. That was great. Nice. We, we normally, we, we fight. I get a little stressed out when we travel, so it was good. I had a good trip. Um, so in this episode, we're going to do top five excuses, which you and I, we're kind of excuse kings. Well, we deal with a bunch of little fucking excuse givers every day. At That's true. <laughs> Top Patrol. We do. <laughs> we learned it from them. Uh, then we are going to... Uh, we have a the meat and potatoes of it is talking about talking well, about black belts. Yeah, we got our black belts. We were gunning for our black belts and we got shot. And so we're going to talk about getting our black belts. Uh, and then we're going to recommend some shit. And uh, that's uh, the, the, yeah. I'll play a song that you'll turn off and yeah, we'll call I, will, it a day. I won't listen to at the gym. So all right, cool. You know what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll talk about it more on um. I'll talk about it more on the top five, but b- best fr- 
bestfrenemies69 at gmail.com. Please start sending in a request for top fives because we're... Oh, yeah. If you have... Uh, really banging our head trying to figure out top yeah, fives. Yeah, dude. I mean, this is... I mean, we started doing that, what, second episode? Yeah. So this is like 58 top five lists, and it's like we're starting to repeat like shit. Like we're suggesting stuff. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we did that one. So, yeah, if anyone has any suggestions, please hit us up. So, all right, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies, we salute you on this day, you savages. Ha! What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. All right. This is Top 5 Excuses. And anyone who knows Johnny and me, we got excuses. We do, but you know what? I was telling you off yeah, the air. Yeah, you're fucking, here comes Johnny hedging his bets like, well, hey guys, if I ever use this on you, I mean, that time will be true. Yeah, sometimes they're true. Not all the time. And that's up for me to know and you never find out. You know what? Well, the thing is, so before we started recording, I was like, why don't we just fucking say, no, I don't want to go. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go. I've never, I've never said that. I've never tried it. Well, and the thing is with you too is that you lay the groundwork. So if you go, yeah, I'm, I might go. That's a hard no. Like, yeah, yeah. Let me think about it. Like, hard no. Like, if you're already hedging, like saying there's a chance you're not going to go, that's a hard pass for Johnny. So, but it's just like you're a bro, so I know. And I'm just like, we'll tell people like if we're in a group. And they're like, hey, is Johnny going to come? Oh, no. He said maybe. That's a hard You know thing. what? I might have done some of these on the list that I'm going to name, Chris. But you know what I've never done? I've never called, like, I've never been invited to a party, then called my friend that was at said party, and then said, who's there right now? <laughs> I fucking, well, first of all, if you ever call, uh, if anyone ever calls me and I'm at a party that they've been invited to, I'm never going to tell you who's there. I'm never gonna. Could yeah, be one that, person. Could be 150 people. You'll never know from me. Yeah. Because no. that pisses me. Oh, you want me to name the people? Why? <laughs> yeah. No, that's lame. Somebody but, owe you money? Why do you need to know this? You know what? And the funny thing is too. Like, if someone's like, "Hey, come over to the house. I'm gonna you know, fight." I'll be like, "All right, done." I'm never like, "Well, who's gonna be there?" Yeah. Like, why does it matter? Fucking, I'm not going. It's go- a UFC fight. I mean, quite dude. frankly, I'm going to watch the fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be ignoring everyone there anyway. If you want to wear cologne, wear cologne. It's not a big deal, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. What's your number five? Uh, my number five, top five excuses is um, uh, I have to pack for a trip. All right. Now, that is <laughs> fucking bullshit because that should have been your number one. Chris. I've heard that excuse so many fucking times. That should be your number one asshole. Baby, it's always, it's always real when it comes to you. <laughs> No. I have heard that Chris. fucking excuse. And every time, no, hold Chris. on. 
No, no. It's, I'm talking. <laughs> I have the talking stick. Is it? I'm like, we're guys. Really? How long does it take to... Now, Jamie fucking will take like hours. Me? Max 10 minutes. Chris, when I say I have to pack for a trip, that also means... Now, you got to remember... Uh, here, I'm, hey, listen. I'm here's pretty, your excuse I, hey, coming. Hey, I'm, I'm pretty lazy. I'm pretty lazy. I'll get. I'll give myself that. Uh, what? But like, but like packing also means like I have to get an oil change, and you know I know that those take 15 minutes, and you can do them sitting in your car, but I have to work so okay myself well, up to go to said oil changing station. So you're saying every time you say I gotta pack, you gotta get a fucking oil change? No, that all depends on what's. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta shop for the trip. Why are you? Hey. Johnny, why don't you just say right now, yeah, that's a piece of shit excuse. It's a lame excuse. No, Chris, I'm a single dad now, uh, recently widowed for any new listeners. Um, and, uh, uh, dude, I love that I got a pack. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. You know what? I don't want to be hearing your excuses. We're just giving the list. All right. My number five, I can't. I'm getting laid tonight. Okay, Chris, you said <laughs> I was lying. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Anyone who knows me knows I can only use that excuse twice a year on my birthday and our anniversary. That's it. I can only use that excuse twice a year. Uh, all right. What's your number four? Number four is, uh, oh, I'm already having dinner with my brother. I've actually heard that one too. And well, do you know, Uncle Billy cooks a lot for Donovan. He is a uh, purveyor of making delicious meats. And anytime that guy invites me to dinner, I'm going to dinner because it's always good. Thanks for the invite, Billy. Yeah, you never get invited, huh? No. You really? actually you did get invited recently, but you were going to Mexico. Really? I, I, he was gonna how do I food. know that wasn't planned? Like, oh, Chris is <laughs> <Yeah>. gone? <laughs> Chris is leaving? Hey, Chris, you want to come over for dinner? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, all right. My number four, <clears throat> I'm not feeling well, but I go to like Ferris Bueller kind of like levels of like, you know. I heard you clear your throat right before you said that. Was that uh, like. No, no, it's yeah. Oh, like if I've ever called in sick or <laughs> give that excuse, I'm like, oh man, I'm not feeling good. I, I think I got the, the Ronas. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got the Ronas. I got to go get tested. Yeah. No, that's like, that's the go-to. That's like, I mean, I have that as four, but it could probably be my number one. But anyway, all right, what's your number three? Number three is, uh, and this really does happen a lot, is, is I say, you know, sorry, my son's got a thing, be it. Music lessons, he plays three different instruments, sports. The kid's always fucking doing something. Yeah. He's always taking me away from TV, Chris. <laughs> a little bastard. Dude. Uh, yeah, no, hey, Dan. Kids get to, I mean, they suck up so much a year. I know, like... Doctor's appointments. Once they get their license, I I see all my friends (sighs) whose whose kids have just got their license and got cars, they're like, fucking finally. It's like, it's, they're not getting cars nowadays because they're, they've, they've done good in school. It's because both parents are sick of driving them around everywhere. Dude, Jackson has a fucking car sitting out front. A car he picked, by the way. Station wagon, uh, 1990 uh, Volvo station wagon. 240. Yeah. Dude, 240 DL. Freaking, it's, uh, it's a fun car. I like driving it. And uh, safe. Yes, very safe, and it doesn't go very fast. Uh, 
he's not doing shit to get his license. And I'm like, dude, I'm done driving your dumbass. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't tell me that he hadn't had his license yet when no! you got on the car. He has, I have known about your guys' trip out to Utah to get the car. Yeah. Or- no, he's a little freaking dick. And I bought him, so he has to do the online portion for his like permit. He's fucking not doing. Oh, if only he was at home. I know. Where the summer he hasn't done fucking shit. What's and his excuse? He doesn't have any. He's probably like, oh, I gotta take my kid. I gotta go run my kid around somewhere. He fucking no excuse now, whatsoever. I waited till I was seventeen. I remember my mom made me get my license, but I had a different reason because in my high school is my group of friends. They would take turns. One person had to be sober. Uh, to take us to the parties and drive us home. And I didn't want to be that sober person. I concentrated on drinking, Chris. You know what I think is so funny? Is that you <laughs> have been like, you know, job a lot of time involves driving and whatever. I've never met anyone who works so hard not to drive. I fucking hate driving, too. <laughs> I know. So, and I get yeah. a job hey, driving for a Is living. everyone going to meet at AOJ? And it's like <laughs> totally not even in the ballpark destination. They're like, oh, Johnny just doesn't want to fucking drive. Oh, yeah. But it's such a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, like the, I like the last time we got in this argument, though, where you're like, no, we, we can't meet at AOJ because it's across the street from, every, from his house. So I propose everyone meet at my house. <laughs> and then I called you out on it and you got all mad and you're like, fine, no, fuck it. We're going to AOJ. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, what, what? you brought it up right now. It's making me mad all over again. All right. So my number three, moving right along. This one actually happens all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> no, this one happens legitimately all the time. Mm-hmm, Chris? <laughs> my in-laws are in town dude your in-laws are always in town dude, dude i have like freaking 150 in-laws and dude i swear to god they plan like every ufc fight i have like oh mom, dude yeah they're fucking someone's always there i'm like oh my in-laws tell there. your mom and dad that they don't have to come see you anymore that they can just come to my house <laughs> <laughs> they probably since would. i'm their favorite they're I, like i know their favorite son and actually my mom even recently like you're really mean to Johnny. I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking bullshit. Chris, He's mean to me too. Chris, if we if you wanna if you wanna go out to lunch with us one day when they're down, <laughs> that's we will make time. That's funny. You're a dick. <laughs> uh okay, what's your number two? Number two is uh oh, sorry. I gotta stay home and can't eat for fourteen hours for a doctor's test tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've had people say that to me. And if I'm pressed, Chris, the backup to make it airtight. Oh, really? What's happening? Uh, yeah, I found a lump on my testicles. <laughs> you know no what? No one's good. Everyone's just going to be pray for Johnny. You know what? You get a hard pass, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's a good one. That's actually a good one. Because what are they going to say? Like, really? Show me. No one's going to say that. <laughs> I mean, I guess they could say, like, well, just don't eat. Yeah, no. Gotta lie down, testicle. <laughs> <laughs> it's sore. Dude, I see I'm, I'm, You know what? I the go snowball, all the snowballs <laughs> of lying just build and build and build. Uh, and it would just go away. We'd just be like, yeah, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. It would be so much easier. Yeah. Dude, I don't want to go. Uh, but you know what? The funny thing is, there's that joke of like, you know, I'm not coming, but I want to be invited. 
Yeah. Where there's like it's always be it's always nice to be invited to the party, yeah. even if you don't want to go. Yeah, I swear every time Dr. Mike does something, I fucking my in laws are in town or something's going on. Anyway, okay, number two. I mean it's a go to. Um every parent does it. My my son's sick. Yeah. I mean son's sick. Hey, you know what though? The kids are sick a lot. Uh yeah, but you know, actually, I've used that excuse. And Usually, like, somebody says it to me that week, so then I <laughs> say it to somebody else, like, uh, in the I same week. Like, Jackson overheard me saying that on a phone call once, and he's, like, in the background, like, no, I'm fine. Oh. I'm like, you fucking little dick. <laughs> fucking dick. You're like, I'll tell you about the thing we got invited to that you're not going to want to go to, you little asshole. Yeah, because if I'm going, you're <laughs> yeah. going. All right, what's your number one, which should have been, I got to go home and pack. My number one is, sorry, I got to get up at five. I have jiu-jitsu tomorrow. That's a good one. That, I, I train five days a week, unlike Chris. Dude, the five days a week shit sucks. <laughs> no, you're on day. Chris, just so people know, this is the... Uh, First and only time I will do five days a week. I will never do this again. It's stupid. Yeah. There's no point. My finger hurts. <laughs> Dude. I jammed my finger. My finger hurts. I have no time to heal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way. It's just like it's back. It's like, okay, I'm done with jujitsu. And this like, is because of the Tynan interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking. And you still haven't done it yet, but now you're. you're I'm doing it. And you know in. what? And the thing is, no one said anything. Everyone was like, my own wife voted I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I made a poll. <laughs> Fuck. I know this poll. Fuck everybody. <laughs> and I don't even want that trophy. <laughs> I'm just doing it. I'm never doing it again. Anyway, all right. This is the goat. So my number one is the go-to excuse of every husband in the world. My wife says I can't. <laughs> like, that's the go-to. Uh, and you know the thing is, so Jamie, this is the funny thing. If she listens to this podcast, which I doubt she will. Yeah. <clears throat> She will say that Chris blames everything on me. I don't even care. He can do like, he always blames it on me. He doesn't want to go. But the thing is, I would say probably. Like, how did it, how did it, she say yes to you in the first place? You know like what I mean? 50, I, I mean, probably half of the times I say my wife can't. Hey, I've been told many times, don't, don't, you don't need to get me anything on Valentine's Day. And every guy knows that you always. But the thing, so Jamie will go like, I don't care. So I'm like, all right, guaranteed this week. So I'm recording tonight. Yeah. Sunday, we're going to be doing some jujitsu. So off of our normal training schedule. And I'm going to hear about it. I mean, I will hear about it because she'll be like, I have to pace it. Like I could maybe do something like. Once every two weeks. And I got to spread it out. But if I'm doing two things in one week, I will hear about it. And so it's like, maybe recording she doesn't have a problem with. Doing jujitsu on the weekend she doesn't have a problem. Got to spread it out. together, yeah, it's like, oh, you're just freaking doing all sorts just of stuff. Just doing what you want, huh? I'm just freaking <laughs> living your best life, huh? <laughs> Even though she went into a girlfriend last night, I never say shit. <laughs> say it right now on a podcast, Chris. I don't say <laughs> shit. I don't care. She doesn't listen to it. I do what I want. <laughs> I do what I want. 
I just think it's funny. I think it's funny that I really don't care what she does, but with me, anyway. All right, that's our top five excuses. And I think we've learned that Johnny and I just need to be comfortable saying, yeah, I don't want to go. No. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> what? You're supposed to do man in the box. I'm not doing it anymore, Chris. Man in the box. <laughs> uh, all right. We. The day came. The day came. <sighs> yeah. And you know, I'm never going to forgive you. For, I'm never going to forgive for you. For years, I was, I was waking up saying today's the day. And that day was the day. It was, uh, what was it? July 27th, I think. Oh, shit. I don't know. I put it. You keep talking and I'll... So, this is what happened. So, um, it only took us having our professor, Professor Tynan, on the podcast and me writing an article, uh, a love letter to jiu-jitsu that was published uh, on Jiu-Jitsu Times that just sang the praises of Dom Patrol to get our black belts. But no, it, no it, that's what everyone thinks got us our I black know. belts. I know. Everyone's giving us shit for that. But what really got us our black belts is we bought a Professor Tynan's wife donuts for her birthday. Oh, for her birthday. Yeah. That <laughs> sealed the deal, bro. That sealed the deal. <laughs> uh, you know what? The day, so we went in, you know, and I'm just going to say on our podcast, I don't even know if Maria listens to our podcast. Dude, she does not have a good poker face. And there were things going on like <clears throat> I was supposed to shit, something I was supposed to be there on a Friday. And something before your vacation and yeah, then, and then I, for, Well, you blamed your wife for booking the trip early. Oh, I yeah, no, we were driving to Utah. And she wanted to leave Thursday night, and I was like, dude, we're not going to get on the road till 8. Like, fuck it. The hotel room in Vegas is going to be like 200 bucks. Let's just leave tomorrow. She's like, uh, okay. So, Jamie, I think, just cannot get out of bed before 7. So, in my mind, I'm like, all right, we're going to leave tomorrow. Like I'm, most I'm gonna, most people. Yeah, I'm going to go to jujitsu. I'll come home, shower, and we'll be ready to leave. We'll hit the road at like 7.30. So I put out my gi in the morning. You know, I put my, and she sees me putting it out, and she's like, oh, that's why. And she was fucking butt bent, and she was just like, you're doing this because you want to go to jujitsu. I'm like. So she thought that you manipulated her. Yes, yes. So I was like, fuck it. No, I'm not going. I'm not going. Anyway. 
been confirmed that we would have got promoted that day. Thanks a lot, Jamie. Yeah, you cost me like two fucking weeks as a brown belt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks uh, a lot. But, uh, and you know what? I think that that, when I mean, they finally told us, the Mendez brothers, like, you would have got promoted like two weeks ago, <laughs> but you didn't show up. And no, and they said, it's Chris's fault, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think I had an inkling when you were like, Professor Hoffa was at class that Friday and was like, where's Chris? Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. He knows who I am? Like, oh, I bet we're getting promoted. Anyway, so the day came. And we went in, and both Mendez brothers were there on time. Because normally they'll kind of <laughs> kind of come in. They'll kind of come in late. Like I mean, together. Like Professor Gee comes in late. Hoffa, if he's training, he'll be there on time. But they were both there, and I was like, Johnny, I think you're getting your black belt today. Like I think today's the day. And then I'm like, Chris, I think every day's the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so th- I'm just telling my perspective, and I'll let you tell your perspective. So class, we're going in class, blah, 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 blah. And so the end of class, we get up, they bring out the bag. So the bag always has a belt. And we knew someone was getting promoted. I was like, fucking Johnny. And they called you out. And I'll let you tell when they called they you They called out. me out, and they said, Johnny. And they pulled out a black belt, and I stood there because I go, <laughs> yes. And they're like, this is your belt color. I'm like, for reals? <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard that. Because I... Cause was I've like, been, no, for real this time. Because <laughs> I've been teased. So many... There's been so many promotions where Tynan would look in the bag and say, I'm sorry, Johnny, there's no black belts in here for you today. And the whole class... I'm oh, talking everyone laughs. All the way down the white belts laughing at me. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they bring you out. Everyone's clapping. You're getting... They tie it on you. It's great. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. And I was like oh, fuck, there's another belt in there. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Chris, I'm like, oh. No, so, and that made me so fucking stoked. I went out, and so Professor Gee was, you know, untying my brown belt. And I don't think, I mean, you didn't hear me say this, right? When I said to him? Mm-mm. Are you really chewing right now? No, I'm just, go no, on. Okay. No, you're chewing, asshole. My During my freaking emotional black belt promotion. Fucking dick. Uh, so Pro- Professor Gee's tying the belt on me, and I just look at him, and I was like, you made a big mistake. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so they get, they get, you know, we get tied up, and, of course, everyone starts fucking calling us Professor Johnny <laughs> yeah. and Professor Chris. Uh but the thing is, so I'm giving the attitude of like, I mean, I, quite frankly, I would have been totally happy another two years at Brown Belt. Being Brown Belt's the best. Maybe only eclipsed by being a purple belt. But being a Brown Belt is really cool. Because there's just not, no one expects, you're not a black belt, you know? But, uh, however, I did go home. Fully, my gi. no. Let's talk about when, so we, the, we took the picture with Professor Gee, Professor oh, Hoffman, yeah, Tynan, and they're yeah. like, they made it, they made us feel extremely special. Oh, dude. Because that's was... not everyone that gets a belt. Most people aren't going to get both of them there dude. and stuff. And it was special to me because I was there since they opened the academy. Professor Hoffa, Professor Gee, and Professor Tynan yeah. all gave us a, a, 
Yeah, our fucking black. So they said, Chris and Johnny, uh, wait, we're going to take a picture. And so as they're, you know, we're standing by the paintings, they're all lined up and we're walking towards them. You thought it'd be funny to look at Professor Gee and Professor Hoffman and, and, and hold out your arms and say, looks like we're all on the same <laughs> level now. <laughs> which, which. Hey, to their, their credit, they laughed. <laughs> and Professor Hoffman was like, yep, we're at the same level. <laughs> dude, dude. Uh, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> uh, they, uh, no, it was, you know what? While I could have waited two years, it couldn't have been a better belt promotion. Like it was, and I got to do I got to do it with you, Chris. And you, you know, you've been my training partner all this time. That part I did like. I mean, and the thing is, I told everyone leading up to it, I was like, Johnny, he needs to get his black belt. And I'm like, my concern is, is that <laughs> Johnny and I are so tethered together that they're going to give me mine with him. Well, he should just, but I am glad if I had to get promoted with anyone, I'm glad I got promoted with you. I so much rather have gotten my black belt with you than by myself. Oh, dude, that would have been the worst. Because then you have no one to like celebrate with. Okay, so now let's go into (laughs) the next day. (laughs) We thought it would be hilarious (laughs) that that day we got our black belts, we called each other up a bunch of times because we're stoked. And uh, I was overwhelmed with the response. I mean, it, I talked to all my like old professors. I, they made a point to get in touch with me. I hadn't got that many calls since my child was born. Like, I didn't know it was going to be that special. Dude, uh, like fucking overwhelmed. It was them. a big deal to me, but I didn't know everybody else was going to make it a big deal, like, too. I mean, even though he's my nemesis, I mean, jugs, dude. Like, <laughs> even Nikki. He, he's a proud, he was a his, proud papa. He was a proud papa. Like, dude, he was, I mean, Nikki even was like, dude, he woke up to that picture. Jugs is, Jugs is a girlfriend. Yeah. That, it, that Nikki. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> uh, it was like, hey, he woke up to seeing you and he was so happy. And it's like, he did a post that was like, well, shit, dude. And I'm not, I'm going to be totally forthcoming. At the point, I, I, you know, when we were talking to each other, we probably called each other like six times during the day. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, it'd be kind of cool um, if like the Mendes bros from their Instagram account just like shot out something like the picture. Yeah. Of us. Like just like an acknowledgement. Like yeah. A just like, hey, and like tagging you and me. I was like, hey, that'd be cool. Dude, I was fucking completely shocked and overwhelmed. Like. I mean, they wrote a touching piece about us, dude. Yeah, that, like, that I, uh, dude. Truth be told, I kind of teared up. No, reading. so did I. It was like, and then I thought, like, oh, it's because Chris did that jujitsu piece, and they're like, oh, you think you're the only one that can write? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, I was, comp- I mean, overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. overwhelmed, and the only, the only knock on it was that. Jean, Andrew, and Wendell weren't there. They're, uh, yeah. Because it was a, a Tuesday. fucking Tuesday. Why the hell was I there on a Tuesday? Because you were leaving. Oh, because I missed Monday, huh? Yeah, dude. <laughs> he slept in. I, and guess what your excuse was? Oh, we were was? supposed to get promoted then. Guess, guess what your excuse was? Came home late and I got late. <laughs> I didn't come in. I know. And it was the truth. I did. I was like, I'm not getting up early. I'm sleeping in. 
And dude, yeah, I I think Maria hit me up on Instagram. Was like, when are you coming back? And I was like, oh shit, I bet we were gonna get promoted. But anyway, so all right, so the I next got, day. Well, I got to uh, I got to I got to text Desi, and uh, Donovan was at camp. So I texted Desi saying, you know, like, hey, hey, it finally happened. I got my black belt. I just, you know, I wanted to, you know, this was this belt is most important to me because I wanted to show. You and Donovan that I never gave up, even after operations, divorce, all kinds of shit, all the times I gotten hurt, I never gave up and I and I I finished what I started. And Desi was like, dude, that's that's awesome. He's like, You did it. He he's like, I saw how hard you worked. And Donovan's just, you know, over the Donovan calls dude, me. Dude, Donovan was like Posting shit on Dawn Patrol. <laughs> Give Johnny his black belt or else. He's a good son. Dude, he, we were, uh, yeah, it was because there was like a, uh, there was a, uh, a seminar like a, like a couple weeks before we got our black belts. And uh, I was in the line of the Browns and like everyone but me, every brown belt but me got a black belt that day. And Donovan's like, and Donovan happened to show up to it and he's like, well, Dad, every brand but you got a black belt. I'm like, yeah, those are the bricks. <laughs> I'm all, I'd rather get it at Dawn Patrol anyways. But Oh, yeah, dude. Like, dude, I, I, it, dude, I was stoked. I was stoked and like, you know, we were we were one of the first. We were uh, Tynan's number one, number two black belts. Well, and, and we're going to be uh, marketing some baseball hats. <laughs> they say Tynan's number one black belt. And Tynan's number two black belt ever. And so <laughs> I, I hit him up and I was like, hey, are we your first black belt? And he's like, yes, just don't tell anyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so stoked. Yeah. So stoked. And so we thought it would be funny if we did something the next morning. The next morning. I think there wasn't even any question that we the- were going to go. Because it was Wednesday. We knew Wendell, Sean, and Andrew were going to be there. So... We were giggling all fucking day. Dude, all day. But we met at uh, Party City. Yeah, because we decided, I don't know how this came, but we decided we needed to get feather boas. Well, you decided, you said it'd be funny if we had uh, aviator glasses. Aviator glasses and and sparkling apple juice. Yeah, and yeah, and then the feather boa. So you were like, Party City. I was going to go to Condom Revolution. No, and I was like, Party City for feather boas. So we went in. Got the fed. Even the checker was giving a shit, and I was like, "Hey, does this look good on me?" <laughs> we were asking, we we're like, "What's your return policy <laughs> on feather bonus? And we still thought it was funny. Then right when I was getting out of your car with my with my uh, fluorescent pink feather boa, I'm like, "I have a feeling we're gonna regret this at at five thirty in the morning." Because there have been times with Dawn Patrol, like in the evening before I go to Everything's bed, everything's funny. Something's oh, this will be hilarious. But when I'm waking up at five thirty. It's like nothing's funny. I'm fucking over it. Like I'm not gonna do this, and you wouldn't let. I was gonna back out. I was like, well, the, that's I'm, why we had the plan that you were picking me up in the morning. So yeah, you're outside so we, my house. We planned on this was planned. We were gonna go in like five, ten minutes late. We wanted the we wanted the we wanted to do it during warm ups. Yeah, warm ups. But actually, we I mean, it worked out better. We but <laughs> so. But we were sitting. So I pick up Johnny. We're sitting in the parking lot of Ralph's to kill time. And we are waiting to see Tynan ride by on his freaking electric 
motorcycle yeah. or whatever. And then all of a sudden, he texted you. He texted me at 5.55. We were already in the parking lot of Ralph's. Texted me at 5.55. If you guys really don't show up today, I'm taking your black belts back. <laughs> and we laughed. And we we're laughed. like, oh, he has no idea. So we waited for 6.05 for class to start. And we uh, called MJ from the parking lot after we got so our, MJ's at the front desk and and uh and we said will you please record us coming in right now and actually you? MJ's turned into a very good partner in crime <laughs> yes, he's he's really kind of stepped up the role of facilitator so we uh he's yeah he's co-signing a lot of our <laughs> bullshit so so we have we have matching sublime geese on it if you oh, ever, that are so we look like nascar drivers <laughs> there's like there's, there is no mistake that it's a sublime gee yeah that c uh control geese makes dude. and that was the first time i wore that gee i yeah. was like all right this is the perfect time. So, so we have the matching geese on we have sunglasses on aviator glasses and then uh glass Flute, champagne flutes with Martinelli sparkling apple yeah, juice. Yeah, crystal champagne because <laughs> yes. we we wanted the clank. <laughs> so, so, dude, uh, we came in a little bit later. Like Tynan was in the middle oh, dude, of been, like zero warm The class is circled up. Tynan is teaching the technique, and they were like, I mean, dude, they're probably like there's like sixty people in the class, freaking on the dude. mat. Dude. And we come walking in like that, and then freaking Liberace. And, and, and the, the one thing that scared me the most is if no one gets this joke and thinks we're the biggest assholes of all time. Yeah. But but right when we walked in, I started hearing giggles, and I was like, I only need like three people to laugh to all make right, the joke. It just encourages it. us. And then so we, I was like, Professor Johnny. And I was Professor Chris, and then and we, we clank glasses, <laughs> and that's what I heard everyone start laughing. Yeah. Dude. And I was like, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> and then, and then Tynan stopped and said, "All right, you two owe me fifty push-ups." And then he took a water break. And then we, uh, then we oh get- no! But then he yelled to MJ. He was like, "MJ, two brown belts!" <laughs> <laughs> and it was an awesome way to like make our. Uh, we might have started a new thing by making your black belt entrance. Oh, well, I uh, have uh, heard there are people at Dawn Patrol that I've heard of like what they're going to do with their entrance. <laughs> yes, dude. I, I would hope, feel like a proud papa. I hope that's the new thing. I, I will give them shit if they don't do something. Because we don't whip. We, we are in a school where you get your back whipped by a belt, which I always yeah. thought was the douchiest thing the, anyways. Super douchey. So if our school becomes a school where you make your like UFC <laughs> black belt entrance... The only thing I wish we would have done differently. Had fireworks? <laughs> Pyrotechnics, <laughs> duh. A walkout song. Yeah, I know, dude. Fucking, uh, you know what? <laughs> but then I guess you made a good point. We wouldn't have heard the laughter. Because the thing is, MJ was recording the whole thing. And it's funny. I mean, I heard laughter. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Like, people get the joke. But then when I watched the video... And you can hear the clink. <laughs> people were fucking laughing. Yeah. Like, there was good laughter going on. Uh, but the best... <laughs> Dude, the best part about that is that at the end of class, you and I were walking out. We didn't have our bows on, but we were carrying them. <laughs> Hanata and Maria drove by, and Hanata was just shaking her head and laughing, just like those two idiots. The biggest idiots ever. We were uh, compared to Dumb and Dumber the next day. Oh, yeah. Professor Gee, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. And it was like... Well, I'm dumb. Johnny's dumber, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was all good fun, and uh, that's you know, and that's that's what's so rad about the the group of people we train with. That 
if it wasn't for the group of people that train at Dawn Patrol, that 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 core group of guys and girls, uh, oh, dude, I would have quit a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, in my article, I talk about it. I would have fucking quit, like, you know. And then I've had people, uh, another black belt was like, dude, the next three months are going to mess with you because you're going to be like, why am I still getting up and doing this? My shoulders hurt. And he's, but the thing is, none of you guys would let me quit. It would be like, what the, where the fuck are you? So I always have a fear of missing out too. Like the, the days that I don't go, I, oh, dude, you and know then what? people are, and we have all these little feeds we're talking about. I, oh. I always get so upset with myself. Like, Oh, if fuck, I, I want to do, if I see a post, like yeah. a picture, like a class photo, I'm like, son of a, bitch or like, someone gets a new belt like, oh, it's all yeah, cool yeah it's it's know, cool i dawn patrol hey i hate getting up at 5 30 it's the worst i'm dreading getting up 5 30 tomorrow uh but it's the best part of my day yeah i like, love it I, I love everyone in there dude we have such a it's such a it's such a special class that we train in and i feel so lucky Number one, that it's right across the street from my house. Yeah, I don't have to drive, even <laughs> though I do. But like, seriously, close. They they are my second family. As much as, as much as we might. Oh no, for sure. As much as we might act like, oh, I'm here to train. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! No one thinks. No one. I just, I just, I just come for. I come for to learn something, and I come to laugh a lot. Oh man, and you know, actually, I am so proud. We have this little crew of like juvenile bullies that are talking shit to us. Oh my god! And calling us out, and you know what? I'm like, yes, they're like my little, <laughs> they're like my little proteges. Let your hate flow through you. But the only thing is, the only problem, they're gonna be future world champions. <laughs> yes, they're fucking so good that it's like, dude, they're already better than I am. Oh yeah. I like, uh, dude, and they, they fucking know it too, the little bastards. But no, I like they're they're even juvenile kids are freaking get the joke and you know giving it back to us, and I think that's great. It's rad. Yeah. So super stoked. So, but the only request I have, I'm going to end on this. I don't want anyone to call me Professor Chris. Prof Chris. <laughs> okay, that's okay. <laughs> uh. Anyway, Johnny, uh, I'm really glad I shared that moment with you. That was a really special moment. and uh, Yeah, it was fucking rad, dude. Now I, I can't wait to see all of our friends. Oh, dude, that's the, the next thing. Because I'm going to be able to relive we broke, it We broke the seal, dude. We I'm broke gonna the be, seal. I mean, Wendell, Jean, freaking Andrew, I want to get promoted. Tommy, I want to see Tom get promoted. And we see Warren, all, Scott. Like, There's a bunch. There's a bunch. And then pretty soon one day there's going to be like... There's going to be like 20 black belts in that class. Dude. And I'm confident that all those black belts are still going to train. Yeah. Pretty consistently. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be fucking rad. So, Hey, when are you going back to three days a week? Cause I know it's coming. Dude, I, Chris, I, I kept telling everyone that I wasn't doing it for my black belt. And so I'm like, what do you think? Like two months? <laughs> <laughs> I think you got away from it. Yeah. Maybe like in September, you could start dialing it back. I'm pretty screwed for a long but time. The thing dude. is, uh, I'm committed to my line, Chris. Dude, Why did I just say no? <laughs> dude, Professor Tynan, he's n never going to let you quit him. <laughs> I live so close. I live so close to the school too, dude. Uh, yeah. I will get a knock on my door if I don't go. Yeah, for real. All right. Well, Johnny. We did it. We did it. Adrian!
Oh, did it! <laughs> Stop this. All right. <laughs> See the white light, the light within. Be your own disciple, and the sparks of will for all of us waiting. Our kingdom will come. Some magic fall on the golden voice that speaks within us all for all of us waiting. Your kingdom will come. Kingdom Go, go, go. Uh, all right. This is recommendations. I'm just going to jump right into it. Go. So, um, shock. It's another book. Um, <laughs> so, actually, this author, the author is uh, S.A. Cosby. I had recommended probably a year ago his uh, book that came out, um, Blacktop Wasteland. So, like a neo-noir book. Um, it was great. Uh, ended up being a New York Times bestseller. Uh, he just, man, I don't know, maybe a month ago or so, he had a follow-up uh, called Razorblade Tears. And it, again, neo-noir uh, book, but it deals Razor, with... Razorblade Tears? Razorblade Tears. That'd be a bitch name for an album or a band. Steal it. Yeah, go for it. Do it. Um... <laughs> So the premise is there are two uh, ex-cons that fathers that um, had their sons were gay and they were married to each other and they're violently murdered. And the two dads did not handle um, their sons being gay well at all in their life so they're dealing with it the repercussions of that you know the homophobia you know after they're dead and there's nothing they can do about it through the course of the book they're you know trying to track down who was responsible for killing their boys and they're also working through uh through the course of the book um coming to terms with you know um a, you know their sons having a lifestyle that while they were alive they just could not handle uh you know and it i think they handled you know the writer handled it really well i think it was believable i think you know i mean quite frankly i don't see how uh you know being a father myself how if my son came to me and said he was gay uh it wouldn't change yeah, so anything as, for me. As long as they're happy and being treated good. Like. Yeah, you know, and so I, quite frankly, I don't really understand homophobia. Um, but I felt that he did a really good job kind of um, getting into the head of these characters, these two dads, and coming from, um, I mean, dude, they were freaking ex-cons. They were in prison and how they deal with, you know, 
you know, <clears throat> gay guys in prison and, you know, they just couldn't handle their sons being that way. And so it was satisfying seeing them progress by the end of the book and coming to terms with it and realizing, you know, I mean, essentially, you know, love is love. And along the way, they fucking kick some major ass. And, <laughs> so uh, they get their revenge. Yes. Yeah. That sounds good, dude. And it's... It's so, you said noir and so uh, Razorblade, Razorblade Tears by S. A. Cosby. It came out about a month ago. It's very good. And is it uh, a short book, Chris? Uh, well, I really. No, I'm asking kinda, asking for a friend. <laughs> I I generally don't look at the page count, but I would <laughs> guess it's probably around 300 pages. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Is that doable? It's at 100 maybe on reading it then. Oh, that's a hard <laughs> no for you then. <laughs> All right, what are your recommendations? I'll wait for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guaranteed there's going to be a movie. Sounds, sounds Guaranteed there's going to be a movie. Okay, well, I... Um, let's see. Uh, I showed you the, the show when you walked in tonight. That, that's uh, Showtime is doing a four-part miniseries documentary. It's called UFO. And... Uh, J.J. Abrams is uh, executive producer, and and this is like in IMDb's the their synopsis is uh, ignited by a bombshell story revealing Pentagon had been tracking UFOs for years. The series examines the history of the phenomenon through court through cultural and political touch points, including testimony from eyewitnesses across the country. And it's they show all the like that navy footage that that got released uh, like last year. Yeah. And they eyewitness accounts. They show, and they go into like depth on like a couple things. Like, uh, I guess there was a but a huge, like thousands of people saw in Phoenix, in Arizona. The, it was called the Phoenix Lights incident. Yeah. Where and uh, a spaceship flew over Phoenix and then disappeared and was reported in Tucson like four minutes later, like <laughs> and showed up and, uh, and it's amazing. And I've always, I've always been into UFOs. I have always thought they're real and this is just proof now. So, okay, this is, I'm a natural born skeptic. I mean, sometimes you go down the conspiracy rabbit holes and it's kind of, it's entertaining. Like, you know, I watched the documentary Loose Change on the conspiracy oh, yeah. behind oh, yeah. 9-11. And, you know, for entertainment value, you know, you kind of go, oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. But, you know, then the kind of rational mind comes in and you're just like, all right, well, let's just. We couldn't we, be the only beings. We can't. Well, I mean, in terms of like conspiracy theories, like we just can't keep secrets. And, you know, the thing with like UFOs. You know, you see footage and you're like, whoa, yeah, what is that? But it's always kind of been in like, you know, quacks, you know, like you have the people, they're UFOs and they're freaking. Yeah, it's like, always like an inbred person. That's yeah, like, like I got total... abducted and they poked me in the butt. And like... <laughs> Just goobers. But the thing is, what has happened, what has changed for me now is that, I mean, about a year or two the military finally came out. The Pentagon came out and was like, so up until like a year ago, the military has been like, 
if we can't explain it, we have this footage, we're just not going to talk about it. Yeah. We're just not going to confirm nor deny. It's just like, whatever. We're just radio silent. So now they're changing that policy and they're like, yeah, no, yeah, we have no idea. Yeah. Like, and this no, technology this, is <laughs> over a lot 50 of, years ahead of anything that we have. And the shit to me that has always been compelling is that like, all right, you get a goober and like freaking a hillbilly having like footage on a blurry camcorder and you're kind of like, you can kind of dismiss that. But the footage that has been released of like fucking like Air Force pilots and yeah. like Navy pilots that have footage and you hear the pilots like, what the hell is that? Yeah, where they put like the heat sensor on it and you can see it. And I mean, because like, not just any schmo can be a military fighter yeah. pilot. I mean, know? it has some legitimacy now too. Yeah, right? and, and so now you're like, well, shit, a freaking maverick saying, and, what the hell is this? And they go into, like, investigative reporters. They go for people that used to work in the government. They touch on um, Tom DeLonge from uh, Blink-182. Right, yeah, who quit to... Yeah, to the, to, to the Stars Academy. They, they break that down. They talk about Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. Oh. And that place sounds like an alien house of horrors, dude. Like, like where, like, ball, balls of fire come down and, like, land on this property and then um like the people that own it like the aliens will appear and just talk to them in a language either in a in a language that only they can understand or like telepathically mm -hmm. like they start breaking it down where it starts getting like oh this is like a good alien horror movie dude it uh so no i i'm all the secret government funding that like wasn't supposed to be public now is starting to come to light well and the other thing you had me uh with the documentary with J.J. Abrams, because a lot of times, if you go on Netflix, you can find a bunch of UFO oh, yeah. there. And it's like freaking, I mean, nobody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like freaking no name, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, J.J. Abrams' name lends, I mean, in my book, credibility. Yeah. Like, he's not going to freaking go down a UFO rabbit hole without like some legitimate things that he has seen that's compelling. Even if you're skeptical, I got to say it's highly entertaining. Well, I just the clip. I mean, I only saw like four minutes of it or whatever. And a lot of the footage I have seen before, you know, on different things yeah. and documentaries or whatever, or like the news. Uh, but there was footage of one thing that it was like, dude, it's like you can fucking see like part of it coming apart. Like the engine. It looked like, like a movie. Yeah, I yeah. was like, what the hell is that? No, it's super, dude. So it's super interesting. I don't have Showtime. Um, Talk so, to the pirate friend. Yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna need the pirate friend to hook me up with that. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, hey. Oh, hey. You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna break pro protocol real quick. Uh, I'm gonna recommend something else that I just thought of because the pirate. <laughs> uh, the Anthony Bourdain documentary Roadrunner. Okay. Uh, it deals with like goes in depth to the last. It's it's day, called, I mean, essentially the last part of his it, life. The, the documentary period. is called Roadrunner. Yes. Uh, and it, I really enjoyed it. Jamie and I both really liked it. I thought it was. It was I thought it was very interesting, very telling. Um, almost too telling because the what you find out is the last two years of his life where he kind of put his addictions into uh, oh, uh, his girlfriend. Yeah. 
And you literally see him on camera where he like works her way in to where she's the director. Was she the director of the show? Yeah. That and, episode, and his friends yeah. and family are like, you know, I just wish we could get those last two years back of a, uh, they call him, they all call him Tony. You know, but it's funny. So, I mean, yeah, he was a recovering drug addict. Um, even though he still drank, which is kind of weird. I always felt weird about that one. Yeah, that was kind of weird. But whatever. Different people do, you know, hey, whatever. Hats, hats off to you. Um, hey, if I could do it, I'd fucking do it, but I couldn't do it. But yeah. anyway, uh, I mean, dude, doing jujitsu, like, I mean, we. That's we, a, that's we, a recovering addict's dream. Jujitsu oh, is you, so. If you you got to have something else. If, you know, it's like you got to have something that. And Jamie's always like, you have to have something to obsess on. I do. And too. it's like, really? I mean, dude, it's really. It's jujitsu. Like, that's kind of like. That's my thing. And jujitsu and writing for you. Yeah. And nah. Authors. And but, I, I do the music thing. It's like. But yeah, we're tweak. We're still tweakers. No, we still are. <laughs> there has to be an outlet. And Anthony brought, and it was funny too because they go into a little bit. He was doing jujitsu, and the guy who works like on his crew was like, "Dude, Anthony was talking about jujitsu," and it's like, I can't talk to you about. I know nothing about jujitsu, and he just wouldn't shut up. And his ex-wife, who also she was a black belt in jujitsu, competitive black belt. Yeah, yeah. she. Uh, she like, so I'm watching this with my wife and uh, the ex-wife was like, yeah, people that do jujitsu talk about jujitsu a lot. And yeah. Jamie was like, and, ah, ah. yeah and, she, and she was like, she was giving kind of the cringe face like, yeah, we're monsters. And it's yeah, true. Just we fucking talk about it a lot. <laughs> and, but it, dude, it was really good. If you like Anthony Bourdain, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good closure. The, I felt the only thing is, <clears throat> They don't interview. The director made a conscious choice not to interview the, uh, how do you say her name? Aisha? I thought it was Asia, but Aisha, they called her? Yeah. Uh, no, you know what, dude? Not, not a fan. Yeah, not a fan. I don't, I mean, I, I, I think from her perspective, she probably is like, what the fuck? Like, I think she knows the jury's out on most people's opinion, and she's not going to be able to change that. Yeah, and she, you know what's funny? I, though? I've never I met her, a, and I... I have a confession. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was really bugged. Like, I was bugged by her, like, the whole thing with her. And I went to her Instagram account. Mm -hmm. I was like, does she even have, like... Because at this point, if I were her, I would probably just go radio silent. Break because, ties. Because people are not, cannot be liking her yeah. right now. Dude, in the first well, no, picture. we can we can say because it's no secret they uh, it it their their relationship ended badly and she was uh the the tabloids were posting pictures yeah for her, like having a relationship with, with a, a photographer a, yeah some Italian guy but anyway her Instagram account for some reason this really fucking bugged me she had a picture she was naked and you see her from behind. And she's in front of this painting or whatever. And her caption was like, I'm really feeling the love. And for some reason, I was like, I kind of halfway expected her to have her Instagram account be like dead. Or personal. Or, or something. Like, and it was just like, dude, I kind of bugged that she wasn't, I, I don't know. It just, it kind of irritated me. Yeah. I, I really liked Anthony Bourdain. Like, yeah, and they did, and I, 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 I feel it for his family and friends. Like, I'm pretty impressed that they even showed the footage. 
like of his last two years because it's it's cringy. No, there's some definitely like like I mean, when he's he, like, aren't we having when he's talking about our like parallel parking and stuff? You know, yeah. there's some parts. I've but been there too. I, you know what? There have been love hate. You know what? I, I, I'm sure he was really in love with her. He was infatuated with her, and sometimes we act really fucking stupid when we're in that in that headspace. So, so I have a theory, and I'm trying to tell my you know anyone who listens who's in that first. I think everyone has a crazy love affair in their life that's just unhealthy. And the best thing that could happen is it just flames out. Yeah. Because then you burn that one off and then you can go have a healthy relationship with someone. I'm waiting for that, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, if you don't, if that doesn't burn out, it's just, it's not going to end well. And I think Anthony Bourdain had that crazy love affair the very end, like last one. Yeah. Which was unhealthy. But anyway, all right. What's your music recommendation? I broke protocol. All right. Well, my favorite band in the world, <laughs> Guns N' Roses, released. What? I thought it was White Snake. They, they, they came out with a new song, but it, it's so bad that I'm not even going to recommend it. I just want to tell wow. you. I, I'm aware. I'm aware that it's out there. Okay. It's, it was. But we're not playing it. It's Axel singing. It's like a techno-sounding song, and Oof. Axel singing with like an, a fake English accent. Like, whoa! It's called absurd. If anyone wants to check it out, but we're not going to play it. All right. And I'm just I'm doing that for them. Okay. <laughs> let's hope. Enough. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope all the rest of the songs coming out will be hits. But okay. Uh, I heard this cat on the radio the other day, uh, Matt Mason. This is from a 2019 album called Bank on the Funeral. And the song I heard, which I thought was really good, is called Cringe. All right. Uh, I will definitely, maybe, 100% maybe listen to it. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, let's try, let's try and uh, get back to the next episode sooner than the last A one. month? Yeah. All right. Oh, and if uh, you have any recommendations or want to talk shit to us, it's Best Frenemies 69. <laughs> At gmail.com. Real mature, Johnny. Real mature. Lover, come over. Look what I've done. I've been alone so long, I feel like I'm on the run. Lover, come over. Kick up the dust. I got a secret Starting to rush She said I'm looking like a bad man Smooth criminal She said my spirit doesn't move Like it did before She said that I don't look like me No more, no more I said I'm just tired She said you're just tired And I said I saw you Intoxicated feelings comfortably mixed. Lover, come hold me. Could you forget? I got a secret. Digging a dead. She said, I'm looking like a bad man. Who criminal? 